Welcome to That's Awesome ID. My name is Leslie Early, and each week I will be speaking with a different guest and learning about one thing they think is awesome in the field of instructional design. Okay, today I have Vanessa Alzate, the CEO of Anchor Training and the host of the Anchored in Learning podcast here with me today. Thanks for joining me, Vanessa. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, so do you want to take just a couple minutes to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners and talk about what you're doing these days? Sure. So, um, I, I like you mentioned Vanessa, as I'd say, um, so I own anchored training. Um, I have been in instructional design and training since, um, 2009, it was actually my first job right out of the field, which is, um, I know a little bit unique for someone in the industry. Um, I just, um, had some, um, student leadership opportunities while I was in college that involved training and um, developing educational programming. Um, and so I knew that was always training was going to be something that I really enjoyed. Um, and so it ended up being one of my keyword searches and by some stroke of luck found a job that, um, said, you don't, you know, this is actually an entry level position. So you don't need to come in with a ton of experience. You just need to have that a little bit of, um, you know, like that, that essence of training and that, and that thing that you can't just teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how I got my started in the software industry. And if you ask anybody before that, um, that, or you told anybody that was going to be in software, they would have told you that you were lying. <laughs> um, but it's actually my love, you know, I do love working with software companies. Um, so that's where I started. And then through the years. Um, so after I left there, I started working full-time, but also freelancing, um, nights and weekends, developing e-learning, um, for a lot of software companies. And then I, so I branched out into some other organizations, um, as I became more comfortable. Um, and I had a little bit more time. I, I started, everything kind of snowballed. And so, um, in the end of 2017, I had just given birth to my second daughter, mm-hmm. um, who may or may not pop in today <laughs> because she's <laughs> home. Um, so I just given birth to her and I was freelancing full-time and I was working full-time and I was a mom of two that were only a year apart. And I just looked at my husband and I said, I I can't do everything. Um, so let's pick something. And after a lot of soul searching and a lot of thinking about what I wanted my life to look like, not only in business, but just for my family life, um, we decided that opening up anchor training and making it really official and creating something a little bit larger than myself was going to be the way to go. Um, so we officially opened in 2018. So we've been working with a lot of, um, clients on their software training and we've been doing a lot of VILT or ILT to VILT conversions. Um, Mm -hmm. and we like to be that, um, realistic partner, um, with our clients. So we try to sell them, um, solutions that are going to fit their needs where they need to be at the moment. So I know that's something that we're going to be talking about today. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's definitely something that is part of our values, um, and how we love to work with our clients. We don't want to sell you something totally extravagant. If you guys are not ready for that yet, we'll, we'll take baby steps in Mm -hmm. order for you to get to that really big. Wow. Right. You got to sort of ramp them up, hold their hand a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's, that is why we're here to talk today. And I, I really like this topic because, um, you, you mentioned it. I mean, we're going to talk about gamification and, and how to make that realistic. Right. So gamification is such a big 
thing like out there, like, especially when you're researching instructional design and how to make your things like fun and interesting, there's all these gamification things. But in my experience, um, and what I've heard from people who work with clients, I mean, I don't have as much experience, but you know, some of my colleagues say, yeah, we always try to pitch this, but once the, once the client finds out how much time and resources it takes to make this, you know, like really gamified, like games, games, right. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. just scale back automatically. They're like, Oh no, 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 no. Like, (laughs) like, let's just do (laughs) point and click next, next, next. Right. So Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like since this is one of your core values, you have some experience in this. So, I mean, do you have any tips for how to keep it realistic, how to do the, pitch this in a way that's more palatable, you know, to clients? Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think that once you can sell them on this really big, great uh, gamification course and, and module and whatnot, but then they see not only the time, but the money that has to go into it. And that's where they're like, nope, sorry, uh, wrong. <laughs> we'll, we'll do something really different. And that's mm-hmm. why I, I love to, to kind of ease them into something like that. I'm not a gamification expert by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, I leave that strictly to the experts. Um, and I am not, I was not much of a gamer per se, unless it's like a really good board game and game night. And I am actually super competitive. So I am into that. Um, but I do love the aspect of making learning fun. Mm-hmm. So a lot of time when, um, you know, I introduce myself, I'll always say that I'm making, I've been making learning fun since 2009 and that's, and that's using those gamification principles. So some of the things that I love to do that kind of um, makes the learning a little bit more engaging, more game-like, and it, it, it warms up my clients up to more gamification is including things like avatars. It's so simple and it's so silly, but being able to pick your character, you're automatically a little bit more invested Mm because you're like, Ooh, who do I want to be? Or, or whatever the case may be, even using something as, as, simple. And I know it's not, it's not simple. Um, but something like beyond beyond is easy to use. It takes a little bit of time to, you know, get used to it, but you could really go down rabbit holes creating avatars. Mm -hmm. So I know you and I met through design by humanity and we're using beyond and I know your, your team also used it as well. And so we started creating characters and our developer was like, I had to stop myself at one point because, you know, you could do all of these things. And that's a really cool way to make yeah. the learning a little bit more fun, a little bit more personal, right? Because you could have so many and have the um, and have the learner pick. It's another way also to encourage inclusion in your course, right? You could make different avatars that look a little bit more like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really goes a long way for, for learners um, where they feel like they could see themselves in the course. Right. Because you so can like, think like that. You can, Beyond is awesome because, yeah, like you said, there's so much, um, you can definitely vary your characters. Like, I mean, the storyline ones are pretty like cut and dry, like maybe a little outdated looking, not great, but yeah, to use something like Beyond, um, you can create characters or avatars that, um, look 
as you as you already said, they look you can make them look diverse, first of all. So like whoever your learner is, if they have a chance of seeing an avatar that maybe closely reflects them or closer than what you would normally see, right? <laughs> like just yeah, like right. white man, <laughs> white woman, and like that's it. Those are your two mm-hmm. choices. Um yeah, so Vion right. is a great tool for that. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. For sure. Yeah. So, so that's definitely one tool. And, and, um, I've done a couple of courses where we kind of introduce scenarios. So I love the idea of giving, and this goes back to the gamification um, aspect is I like to give tasks, um, and allow them to earn points and, or give them scenarios. Right. And then you can create a quick, you know, 10 second video, um, of your avatar and incorporate that into, um, you know, the scenario and things like that. It gives them a little bit more, um, it it does, Vion does kind of in and of itself, just by nature has more of a game type feel, Mm -hmm. um, with their cartoon like characters. So that Mm -hmm. definitely helps. It's a tool that is more expensive for a freelancer. Um, so I think that you definitely work up to purchasing a license, Mm -hmm. but for a a, for an organization, it's not that expensive, yeah. right? And they can get so much use out of it. And you, even as a freelancer, can get so much use out of it. So I think that using a tool like that and set, starting to set up like scenarios and things like that really help um, with the gamification. Even just earning little things like um, points for completion of tasks. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I do a lot of software training. So a lot of my training is around what are the tasks that you are going to have to do when you're you know, when you're at work, Mm -hmm. they don't care about the help menu and how to navigate it. They want to know where it is in case they need to use it. Mm -hmm. That's great. But how to click a link to show the sub menu. No, like now you're just wasting their time Yeah, and you're frustrating the learner, Mm -hmm. right? So why spend the time on that? Spend the time on what they're actually going to have to do at work and make that into a game where they earn points as they go along. Um, and they, you, you deduct points if they get something wrong, right? They're (laughs) given even something super simple. It's just a couple of variables that you can include, um, or even a timer, Uh right? Like, think about all of the games that you play, um, and once there's a timer, like, your heart starts racing once you get closer to zero. You're invested, yeah. There's there's that little adrenaline spike, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly, like, your anxiety kicks in a little bit. It's probably not what you want, but... Well, I um, I would disagree. I think that um, having uh, anxiety, but you know, a certain amount of stress is actually good because it engages, you know, yeah. it engages you a little bit more, a healthy amount of stress, let's say. A if healthy amount, yeah. If it's so way sorry. too stressful, then you don't want that. But yeah, um, I wanted no. to go back to what right. you were saying about not explaining the help menu and everything. And that kind of actually mm-hmm. goes into something else, which I hadn't really thought of as gamification, but sort of is, is like sort of using good like UX principles so that like, if someone's looking, they can jump into it. Like most video games, you just jump in and you start doing it. Right. Or like, but right. But there's like certain conventions of like, where would the help be? Where would certain things be that you're looking for? And as long as you follow those conventions, 
You don't mm-hmm. need to explain it every time, right? <laughs> like, just let people jump like in and do kills- it. Yeah. Right. It kills me every time someone says, well, where's the course navigation slide? I'm like, they need to know that the next button takes them to the next slide or the previous <laughs> button takes them to the previous slide. Like, we haven't moved beyond that. Yeah. Or that the play button plays the course. Like, I don't understand why we're explaining this. I'll do it. I don't agree with it. And that's, and that's at the end of the day, that's how my stance, right? There are some things that I don't agree with. Um, and I will, as an instructional designer and as someone that's been in the field for a while, I will just let you listen. This is not sound instructional design, but if you're going to fight me tooth and nail that you really want a course navigation slide, I'm not going to, that's not going to be my walk away moment, right? right? From the project. (laughs) That's not going to be it. I'll do it. I'm not going to like it. And I'm going to let you know that that's your learners are not, it's going to be annoying to them. And you don't want to set up, you don't want to set up a a course that they walk in. And like you said, like you're not using good UX principles. So they don't know how to just dive in and, and, you know, make the character jump or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, And you're right. There's not that many games, if any that I could think of that really come with a huge manual of you just kind of jump in and and you figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, you have experience in both a traditional corporate kind of Mm -hmm. L&D role, and also you have your own freelancing business. So um, do you think there's any difference? Like, I've heard that, you know, certain type, like freelancer versus corporate, like you may get a different reaction if it's like Mm -hmm. an outside client or something, an internal project. Do you have any experience with that? I think it could go either way. So, um, personally, I have not experienced where, um, I've had a manager or anything like that, that completely shies away from, from an idea, but that's also part of my branding, right? So Mm -hmm. when I walk in, I set up, um, you know, who I am, my values, even when I was in an, um, you know, in a, in a corporate world and, um, I was more, I was an internal employee, right. Who I am, you know, I made sure that I, you know, provided good quality work and I was doing things that were trying to, um, enhance the learning for our, um, for our students, our learners, but also looking to save the company time, money, and, you know, looking at that, that ROI. So that really did help build up my credibility in the organizations that I worked in, um, and everyone knew that I had that kind of realistic look at how things should be done. And I think mm-hmm. that one of the greatest compliments I've gotten in the past is a manager said to me, she said, you know, you don't just talk to talk in a meeting. I, I've been watching you and you will just, you won't say anything, but I know that you're processing the information. And then when you do speak, it's actually something of value. And you've been thinking about all of the different components and all the different ways of looking at things. Right. So by building up some of that credibility, that helps you shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause then if I'm saying, Hey, let's try this really awesome, cool game, or let's try this totally new style mm-hmm. of how to do an e-learn module or something like that, or in, even introducing gamification pieces. That's not like I'm going to run in and say, Hey, let's just try gamification. I'm going to do little things. I'm going to pick the perfect project mm-hmm. that I know is the perfect project to start introducing some of those things. Right. I also worked a lot with pharma clients and by nature, I was working with their sales teams. They are more, um, they're motivated by fun and by engagement. They're more, um, 
extroverted type audience. So Mm -hmm. I knew I could push the envelopes um, on, on that side, right? So including things like a leaderboard, that's more fun for that type of group. I don't love them per se, but the other cool thing is a lot of pharma companies also have like SWAT, like um, company stores. Mm-hmm. So you can tie points and leaders boards and, and achievements to their, to their uh, company store. So they get company swag, like right? So reward. it really doesn't cost. Yeah. yeah. It really doesn't cost the company much, you know? Um, so that's another thing that I think that if you have that ability to do something like that, and then, and including a reward, you know, even a, 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 ten, a $5 Starbucks gift card, $10 Amazon gift card, those little things go a really long way. Um, and who doesn't want their Starbucks paid for because yeah. they get so expensive. Yes, it is. So I think that if you go in, whether you're a freelancer and this is a principle I take now, right. As you know, business owner, a freelancer, if I set up my credibility from the beginning and read the room, right? Right. If my room is going to be, so I do have one, one company that I, or one um, client that I work with. And we do a lot of work with, um, like headquarters, more data people. That's not going to be my audience, Mm-mm. right? They want in out. They are scanning my e-learn for any sort of, um, grammatical error and things like mm-hmm. that. Like those are the things I know that they notice my salespeople. They don't care if there's a, if they, if you forgot a period at the end of the sentence, they want fun. They want engagement. They want those types of things. So I need to know how to read my room. Yeah. So, and then when I walk in as a business owner, now, when I look at a company that comes to me for, for a solution, those are some of the things that I'm looking at. So I'm looking at their website. I'm looking at their social media. Um, I might look at some of their key players on LinkedIn and just kind of see like, what's the vibe there? Is this a company that I could really try to push their envelope with these little um, gamification tools? Doesn't mean that the other companies I won't, Mm -hmm. but I'll be a little bit slower and it helps me understand like, where can I start with pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. um, by introducing some of these pieces? If I think that eventually the solution for them, or if I do eventually think that they want to go into a full-blown gamification course, and at that point I will say, I have the perfect people. Let me introduce you to, you know, whoever. (laughs) They will go ahead and and build that full simulation for you. Um, And that's where I turn them over to the experts on that. Um, That's not not me, um, and that's not going to be my brand, but I like the realism Um, And I like the ability to to inch people towards it. And I just think that a lot of times uh, as freelancers, we read books, we uh, listen to podcasts, we watch YouTube videos, we go to conferences and we watch these presentations and they're like, I did this amazing gamification course. And it was, you know, this full simulation. It's like, that's cool. My clients don't have that kind of money. Exactly. I don't have that credibility. And that's where, and that's why you shy away from it. And that's why it's so intimidating for you Yeah, where we all possess those little things that we can include, um, that are very simple, not cost prohibitive that can inch you towards, um, using those principles of gamification. So if we stop thinking of gamification as a full game and think of it as the principles and that like motivation and that engagement, yeah. I think you win. I think you I, get, I think you get what you need. I like that um, this con- this concept or the, the- um, not what I'm, what's the word I'm looking for 
the model of like uh, just taking little bite-sized pieces and slowly introducing them also makes it easier on the instructional designer or the developer, right? Because they're not Mm -hmm. being overwhelmed. Like I have to develop a whole game and like you can build your skills that way as well. Just like introducing little things at a time, little breadcrumbs. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Or like a little, like instead of a knowledge track traditional, make it into a game, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that could be more true game-like. You know, there's some great templates on uh, the storyline community, the articulate Mm -hmm. community. That could be a great jumpstart for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Vanessa, so much for your time and your insight. Um, yeah, that's. I have a lot to think about now about how to start <laughs> introducing these things. Um, where can learners connect with you if uh, if they have other questions? Yep. So um, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and I'm also on Instagram at Anchored Training, um, and then I have my YouTube channel um, at Vanessa Anchored, and then um, I'm also in my my podcast Anchored and Learning. So I'm on all the things. I'm on everywhere, uh-huh. easy to find. So I great. like to be accessible, so people are able to to reach out as needed. Yeah, great. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me this morning, and uh, I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you.